Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y for 6 7 3 6 9. How do you guys feel today? Let me tell you, feels is a better way to be. Our premium CBD will keep your head clear and help you feel your best. It reduces anxiety. It reduces pain. It reduces sleeplessness. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, sleeplessness. Places a few drops under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. Are you new to CBD? Well, feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide you through the experience. Me personally, had a couple of restless nights during this whole pandemic, wasn't sleeping great, did a couple of feels uh, the next day, boom, out like a light that night. You know, get a little joint pain because I'm getting up there in age, a little feel CBD under the tongue, boom, joint pain gone, greatly reduced. It's so easy to use. It's so good for you. It's just the better way to do your life right now. It will naturally help you feel better. And there's no high, there's no hangover, there's no addiction. You can join the Feels community, get the Feels delivered to your door every single month. You'll save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel at any time. Become a member and get 50% off your first order. 50% off. It has me feeling my very best every day, and it helps you too. 50% off your first order with free shipping by going to feels.com slash ding. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash ding. Become a member. 50% off taken automatically off your first order with the free shipping. That's feels.com slash ding. Your picks have been horrible, man. It's the point. It's the point of the show. Isn't, Isn't it? Isn't it? it? It's Isn't possible. It? I don't understand what this podcast is about. Poppycock. It's a fuck house. On a weekly basis, we are consuming more concentrated bad movies than probably anybody in the history of mankind. Poppycock. What story? What story? 
What are you talking about? Do you want lunch? I have yet to laugh in this movie. I'll just tell you that. You picked it, motherfucker. <laughs> just remember that. You know the problem with Hollywood is? They make shit. Unbelievable, unremarkable shit. So I was legitimately offended. You were offended? I was, a, I was offended. I didn't know you could get offended. I was offended. This did it. If I were gay, I wouldn't be offended. They're fucking making shit up, I mean. Inconsequential detail after inconsequential yeah. detail after inconsequential detail. Please don't lie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm there holding a mic in my hands and now I'm talking yeah, all over. <laughs> Part two of Cinephobes episode on Double Impact. Make sure you check out episode one if you haven't done that already, because otherwise this second episode is not going to make sense. Part two is not going to make sense. I'm Zach Harper. That's Amin Hassan. Anthony Mays producing the show. And guys, last one we left off on uh, Cinephobe, part one of Double Impact. Uh, we've got a little tension between Alex and Chad and Danielle, perhaps a love triangle brewing, guys. Amin, you're not a big fan of this, Danielle. No, man. I, she's making problems, man. And I'm not like some weird misogynist who believes that women are the property of men. Exactly. You're a normal right? misogynist. Yeah. Not a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I just feel like, you know, other than the initial mistake, which is anyone's mistake, you know, you sure. never knew your, 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 your significant other had a twin. You kind of, you fall for it. I can see why you fall for it. But grab his dick though. I mean, she thought it was him. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume like it's all. I know, but then of- maybe what if, here? What if? I mean, I don't know how this works, but what if? What if Chad's got a bigger dick than Alex? <laughs> what if she felt it's like, yo, has this dude been I, eating dumplings? I only, I only, <laughs> yeah, like, what if Alex has a bigger dick than Chad? <laughs> He's been eating the dumplings the whole time. Chad just started. Yeah, maybe she reached. She's like, no, this guy's not been eating dumplings lately. <laughs> That's why when she reached down there, she felt underwear and not anything else. Right, exactly. I kind of uh, wish this had made it to episode one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great. Then, then it could, that's a great callback. Now they're staying. They've run away. They're staying in some abandoned hotel building. There are birds everywhere. Chad oh, trips and a pigeon jumps on his back. Okay, so first of all, Chad has more Louis luggage than an NBA player. Like everything, like what? You Yo, man, this? you know how much aerobic instructors make in 1991. This, I don't. There's something there about like I don't know if the, the math adds up there. But then the other thing was they missed a perfect opportunity. You have all those birds. Rather than have a bird jump on his back, which, by the way, I'm pretty impressed that they trained a bird to yeah, do that. That was uh, that was actually impressive. It just doesn't make sense. It would have made a lot more sense if the bird shit on him. Why didn't they just have the bird shit on it on his nice Louis or whatever? And then that would have been, ha-ha, com- comic relief or whatever. Right. Alex, Frank, and Chad are going over their gun inventory. Yeah. Chad tells them about the big drug drop happening on Thursday night, and they're going to hijack it. Wait, do you not want to go over the whole, like— The oh, gun part? The gun part? I think you, I think you, got, you got sold a bad gun. Because, <laughs> I don't know, it's kind of like this weird-looking pistol. Maybe it's like a dingy-looking pistol or something, to which then— 
Alex grabs the gun, he cocks it, and he just fires it off near Chad's head and just shoots the shit out of a wall, just wasting ammunition. The waste of ammunition in this movie. He he unloads an entire clip, I mean. Yeah, he empties the clip, right, again, inches from his twin brother's head. And to be clear, there's nothing up until this point in the movie that indicates that Alex knows anything about guns, right? Right. I thought he was just being a jerk, kind of like messing around, ribbing his his brother. And I thought that was like kind of a massive overreaction for him to say, yeah, no, it looks fine to me as I shoot inches away from your head. It's weird that they didn't like each other right away, right? Like, I'm not saying they had to have some kind of brotherly love or well, anything, but like they're just immediately antagonistic. No, no. I know why Alex doesn't like his brother. Yeah, what do you mean? Like, wh- how did they meet each other? Like, try to smash my girl, man. Did he? Yeah. He didn't know. Did he? Some girl came in and said, hey, come to the back and grabs his dick. Like, you know. What? So he's guiltless? You wouldn't dislike your twin brother if you found him like that? I mean, I think you got to kind of understand the situation, right? No. You got to harbor that for days? You didn't know you had a twin brother. You wouldn't be like, like, damn, man, I can't believe I, like what's been going on with you the last 25 years. Like, this is crazy. You know, This is my story. What's your story? No, he's just like. Shooting a gun by his head? Zach, if you found out you had a twin brother right now. I'd murder that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and it's even worse if your girl started laughing at his jokes. Right? Like, <laughs> that's even worse than her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They're going to hijack this thing as they sneak up behind <laughs> oh, the guard. Oh, by the way, Zach. Oh, in, in an instant, it all snapped into Zach's head in clarity. <laughs> no, I didn't even think about. It. No, I'm just trying to move no. it back. No, man, you, you, you. I, I sense that moment of you like, oh man, she laughing at his jokes and stuff, and then she telling him to give, give him a big kiss and all that. Zach would be furious. <laughs> no, he'd already been murdered. <laughs> all right, sit on site. Like, nope, only one of us, buddy. You're out. <laughs> Bolo, right. Bolo style. <laughs> Bolo style. <laughs> You've disappointed me. <laughs> <laughs> you disappoint me by existing. As they sneak up on the compound where the drugs are behind a guy, Alex punches a guy in the spine and breaks his spine what in the one f- punch. Crazy fucking move, dude. That is fucking crazy. Like, that's way better than the whole, like, pushing the nose through the brain punch. Yeah. He completely <laughs> incapacitated a guy with a punch to the middle of his back. <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> they're placing explosives all around the complex uh alex tells chad to watch his back and then says don't fuck up alex is placing explosives everywhere chad decides to leave his post yep. he knocks a big guy out for no reason and then and it makes a huge noise and now there's a gunfight there's so much slow motion as much slow motion as battlefield earth he's doing like slow motion barrel rolls and shit <laughs> 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 with the guns Double guns. <laughs> oh my god! Also, how is Chad so comfortable with guns all of a sudden? Yeah, it's an aerobics instructor, and now all of a sudden he's he's out here like firing guns. Like, yeah, this is how I usually do it. Can we just give Frank the credit because Frank was a bodyguard, and yeah, maybe Frank trained him. They've got a lot of time together. It's been twenty five years. Even then, man, there's a difference between like knowing how to shoot a gun and being comfortable killing people, right? <laughs> yes. And he seems very comfortable killing people. He's not a cop. (laughs) (laughs) 
got that pandemic. <laughs> we get through a whole, I don't know, mess of slow motion and barrel rolls and guns and slow motion and everything. And then all of a sudden, Chad has a red dot on him, the laser sight. Yep. And then right before the guy can shoot, the guy's taking a sweet ass time, by the way, looking to shoot him. Frank takes As him out a, with a sniper rifle from above. Three, three questions. Why did the dude need a laser sight? <laughs> like I was expecting him to be across the way. And it turns out he's standing no, right over him. Standing right next to him, right. Why does he need a laser, laser sight as he's standing right next to him? Why didn't he shoot him immediately? What was he waiting for? And then third, what was the old man waiting for? Like, the old man really took his time in saving the day. I'm sitting there thinking, like, did they do this on purpose? Was this a misdirect? Shouldn't the sniper rifle have had the laser? And the dude not? And Yes. Like, why does he? Yeah, I, it, it yeah. didn't make any sense. So it felt intentional almost. Alex is destroying in the scene, by the way. Like, Alex is a badass. Alex is a gangster, dude. He's better than Jason Bourne, and these are my top five movie badasses. Number five, Gabriel Shear. He lives in a world you can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Jason Bourne. Number three, Alex Wagner. Number two, Ethan Hunt. Number one, John Wick. You know what I watched recently, Zach? Haywire? With Gina Carano? Yes. She fucks shit up in that movie, dude. No, she's, she's fantastic. It's a pretty dope movie. It's funny. I, I had never heard of her until Mandalorian, yeah. Oh, really? I think she made her, her movie debut in Fast and Furious 6. As they're getting away, Frank blows up the compound, and Chad says, Hey, bro, we did it. And Alex says, Did what? You fucked up. Real harsh. Real harsh, just kind of re- peer review system there. <laughs> Nigel Griffith is now at Zang's Club. For a oh, celebration. No, no. Wait, uh, have we missed the part where he's hanging off the side of a truck where they escape? He's hanging on the side oh, of a yeah, truck right. and shooting people. As they're going in through, through all of this, uh, you know, people shooting at him, he's shooting back, and he's swerving and stuff. And then one dude comes and tries to attack with a stick. And I said, why did that poor bastard have to attack with a stick? Everyone else got a gun. Everyone else got a gun. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, fuck it. We can't give Wally a real weapon. Give him a, give him a stick. <laughs> I just, I just, no, it's not even that. I just imagine, like, all right, boys, we're about to go defend this compound. Everyone grab a gun. And he's kind of there, and he's kind of like Milton from the office. And all of a sudden, there's nothing left. It's like, I, did, I didn't get a gun. They're like, here, here, Wally, have this. And it's a stick. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? He really got the short end of his weapon. No, oh, there you go. Given the size of that shootout, what are the odds of surviving a shootout? Like, if you've never been in one. You've never, I mean, ever been. It has to be been, low, man. Has right? Real. Like, forget about the odds of someone surviving a shootout in general, right? Badass or not. I'm just saying, you've never, like, fired a weapon in a, in a like, a confrontational way. You've never killed anyone, right? You've never seen anyone get killed in front of you. These are all realities of, of Chad's life, right? <laughs> now, all of a sudden, you plop them into not just a... A, a gunfight but like an all-out shootout like everyone's got guns and i almost got shot and, and uncle frank took him out blah, 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 and now hanging on the side of a truck and, like what are the odds of surviving that just surviving any shootout has to be unless it's a movie in the early 90s has to be extremely low how long would you survive me in a shootout yeah and not long five minutes maybe i'm too big i wouldn't have a lot of success finding cover i'd probably go quick I'd last longer in like a hand-to-hand situation. I feel like. like I've only shot a gun a few times, and I was decent at it. But like, I there was zero pressure. <laughs> <laughs> the stakes could not have been lower. <laughs> All right, okay, we can go on. 
right, Nigel Griffith is at Zhang's club tonight for a celebration. Griffith says America's drug enforcement has forced drugs from South America to Hong Kong, and they're reaping the benefits. Alex shows up with a box of cognac that Zhang apparently asked for. Cut back, and Griffith says that things have slipped through the cracks, and not everybody is doing what's right, and that's when the security woman, who's basically an Avenger at this point, attacks the guy and uh, and stabs him (laughs) apart. Well, first of all, the name of the club. Do you remember the name of the club? I don't. Climax Club. Ooh. Right. Everybody Climax. comes there. Climax, exactly. Well, and to, to prove your point, the opening scene when they walk in, Frank is there, and Frank's got two bitches in his Yeah, life. Frank's living, man. And I'm like, yo, Frank is just here just to get his dick sucked. Frank didn't even know they were doing a mission. <laughs> exactly. He's like, hey, boys, what you doing here? <laughs> the song that's playing in the club lasts forever like there's all sorts of conversations that happen the guy at the front with the box and the, the bouncer and frank and then in the back they'll have the move this meeting and then and then the fight breaks out and it's all the same song playing throughout the whole scene it's amazing When the fight starts to break out and the dude sees Alex, he legit flies across the room. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah. Like he leaps and like, just fly, like you want to call her an Avenger. Like this fucking Luke on. Kang in Mortal Kombat. Just- <laughs> he flew across the room and yeah. tackled the shit out of Alex. He did. Yeah, because then Chad was sneaking in with looking like Alex with the more cognac. The henchmen stopped him. They wanted to bring him up to Zang because they heard that Alex was there. And so that's when Frank tells him to get down and uh, and blows up the boxes that have the explosives. And, and I wrote, chaos. this is terrorism. Just saying. <laughs> it is. It's 100% like, terrorist. Their whole plan to like bring like Zang is just be terrorists. Alex drinks a, like a glass of whiskey and then crushes the glass in his hand and beats the shit out of the guy with two bottles. Why would you crush the glass in your hand? It just doesn't seem very like productive. It doesn't because now you're going to have shards of glass in your hand that you're trying to punch with. <laughs> it just, man, I wrote then my next note, so many roundhouse kicks in this movie. I actually wish I had been tracking them the whole time. <laughs> no, that's a good idea. It would have been a great idea. Yeah. Zhang sees that there's two of them. There's two of them. I love the scenes where there's both of them. It's just so smoothly done because like <laughs> they have to walk one out of the room and then and then Chad's like, All right, Alex is gone. I guess I'll follow him and like then walks out. It's just so <laughs> the timing's so weird. It must have made the movie so much more complicated to shoot. Oh, it had to have been. <laughs> Uh, now we get to Danielle back in the filing room. The security Avenger is sexually harassing her. She's frisking her. Yeah. Really getting in there, I mean. Now you can frisk me. Yeah. It equals massive, massive HR violation. Huge HR <laughs> violation. I mean, that's that's some Harvey Weinstein level stuff. Like it that. is. Danielle then runs out. We cut to the jungle. Alex is chopping wood. Frank's drinking out of a cantina. And Chad is indoors cooking noodles. They're just raw chickens hanging everywhere in the kitchen. There's no way they're going to cook all those chickens in time. Not sanitary at all. Uh, Danielle calls. Chad answers the phone. He says that Alex and Frank are in the jungle. She said she has something in the files and, and was just searched. 
Nigel's listening on the conversation. Everybody. Everybody's oh, everybody is, yeah. That room had every single villain in the movie. Every yeah. Bolo's there. Right. Uh, Zhang is there. The guy with the spurs. Are the knife boots standard issue. Because there's a point where everybody in this movie has knife boots. <laughs> Chad says to stop talking. He's going to pick her up at Alex's place. Chad leaves without Alex and Frank to go get her. And they think he's off for a joyride. As they return from the jungle, he shows up to get Danielle at the Mahjong parlor. Frank tells Alec that he doesn't know what to tell him. Chad is going over the documents that Danielle has. Shows the evidence that the tunnel is theirs. Then the phone rings at Alex's place, and it's Alex asking the bartender about Chad and who he's with. And he tells him, and Alex is pissed. The woman Avenger comes in and hangs up the phone with the henchman. And there's also the man wearing boots with the spurs. The hang up the f- with the spurs. With the spurs. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had written that note down because I thought 100% Amin is going to sing that song. <laughs> and then I thought, don't need to write that down. And now I'm so pissed I didn't do that. <laughs> they hang up the phone. Danielle's freaking out at the, that woman being there. Chad says they're trapped, to which Danielle says, no, no, no. There's a secret door to get out. Alex is furious at this point back at the... Well, you skipped the best part. <laughs> so she calls. Chad is like, oh, I'll be right there. Tries to find the guys. Can't find them. Gets on the boat. Leaves. When Alex and Frankie come back, Frankie yells, honey, I'm home. <laughs> 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 and then you guys question why I thought there was a weird danger going on. Wait, so you think he was fucking Alex? <laughs> no, Chad. Chad. Sorry, and then when she's showing Chad the, the <laughs> files, he whistles. Van Damme seems like the kind of guy to whistle a lot. It's oh, really I bet he's pleasant. a big-time whistler. Absolutely. Like, but like not like a, a salacious whistle. It's just kind of like... Yeah. When, when like, when, oh, wow, that's, that's a, how much does it cost? $500. Like, he whistles like as a, as a reaction to things. And I really enjoyed that fun. And then they're hiding behind the secret passageway, whatever. At which point... Uh, <laughs> I can't remember why they're talking about Alex, but he whistles. I love Alex. Oh, no, it's because of the secret passageway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She shows yeah, the secret passageway. He goes, like, I love Alex. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, see, the guy loves to whistle. Like, time whistler. Like, and, it's, and, like, you know, I feel like whistling has gotten a bad rap. Like, people think of it as a cat call or something. And we don't have enough whistling anymore. People yeah, just I think whistle. people find it annoying, too. Right? And I'm yeah, pro-whistling. I'm fine with definitely. it. Definitely. My, my mom definitely... <laughs> I'm almost the person who said whistling brings in the devil. Like, and I was like, wait, wow. I was like, why? Why you say that? She's like, I just didn't like. He was, I was annoyed by it. So that was the way to get us to shut up. Can't believe she said that. <laughs> Chad kicks open the back door. Two henchmen see them and start chasing them. The woman Avenger shoots out the fish tank, and this guy with the spur boots cuts the dude's throat with a roundhouse kick. That's a badass idea. That's a great bit of writing, Van Damme and Lidditch, or whatever, mm-hmm. Lidditch. You can solve anything with a roundhouse kick. Anything, That's, absolutely. Any problem could be solved with a roundhouse kick. Unless, also, he didn't close unless, the door behind him. Unless Bolo Young obliterates your nuts in the process of trying to throw that roundhouse kick. Now we have a chase through Hong Kong streets. It's kind of a half-assed version of the uh, blood sport chase, even though they're running a lot harder. You notice that? It kind of just yeah. felt like they're going through the motions with it. They run through boats. Uh, Danielle jumps in the water. Chad then takes out a gunman before jumping in after Danielle. They get to Alex's boat and they peel oh, out as a pirate ship would. I don't know how to dive. Do you know how to dive? Yeah, I was on swim team. 
Oh, excuse me. Uh, who's Chad now? Two Americans. <laughs> Maze, do you know how to dive? Maze is too tall to dive, isn't he? I mean, when I was younger, I would go off of those like six foot, eight foot platforms, like at a bigger pool. I never really got into like the bouncing diving board one. No, but just no, like a basic like dive, dive into a swimming pool. Not like pool. cannonball, not like, but yeah, like, not like professional. Yeah, I could probably do that. It's almost splash. Probably. Lift. Yeah. I used to be able to do it. I haven't attempted it in a while. When we get to New okay. Orleans, I'm going to teach you how to dive. I mean, uh, or dive or die. <laughs> There's a fantastic pool bar that I know in New Orleans it's called the Ooh. Country Club. So, okay. Really? Is that real? Yep. Here's the part where I asked, why do henchmen wear suits? But then I said, the henchwoman has the right idea. She has shorts on in this scene. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Flexing those quads. Skies out, thighs out. Yo, oh my quads. Okay. Look at those <laughs> legs. They're amazing. <laughs> Yo, if she was playing music, she'd be the Quad City DJs. Ah. So she's a female bodybuilder named Corinna Everson. I went back and forth. I couldn't decide. Are you guys into, like, super buff women? No. If she, if she was a mathematical function, she'd be a quadratic equation. Oh! <laughs> I, uh, I, <laughs> she couldn't move. She'd be a quadriplegic. <laughs> oh, not bad. If she were a Shrek character, she'd be Lord Farquaad. Oh, okay. I dated a sort of buff woman relatively recently. Not a fan. It's not a. It's not a comfortable thing. If she were a two-time Finals MVP, she'd be Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, Hold man. on, one last one. Okay, what do you got? Empty, empty the clip. <laughs> she was a quad market. Should have stopped at quad winner. What is quad winner? Got that pandemic. <laughs> All right, the pirate ship peels out. Henchmen get into a helicopter to chase them. The woman Avenger can't figure out which boat it is. Danielle's naked in a blanket. When they got out on the boat, they seemed remarkably dry for two people who just yeah how long is that ride not I that guess. long it can't be that long they alex the, yeah. is drinking heavily yes he is chugging yes whiskey like he's been in the desert and he's drinking water mm-hmm. he can't stop thinking about chad fucking danielle i saw double impact a billion times like a hundred years ago yeah but i completely forgot almost every part of the movie the Except, one part that the scene 10-year-old Amin or however old I was when I watched this movie, the one scene I never forgot was him getting drunk and being suspicious of his twin brother smashing his girlfriend in extra, extra, extra detail. Extra so, detail. <laughs> you are some of my notes now having watched it. <laughs> having watched it again. Nope, number one. Damn, she got some titties. <laughs> I just never noticed early in the movie. She just seemed like, oh, yeah, yeah. Hot blonde, whatever. And then like, oh, snap. Like, she's really welling down. Two, <laughs> how did he know in his, like, nightmare fantasy that she would have to undress because she got wet? Because that's what happened in, in the fantasy. Like, she's undressing because she's dripping wet from the water. But given that he didn't know that they had a whole fight scene and a chase, how did he know that she was wet and had to undress because of that? And that's when I put on the note. Or are they having the same fantasy? Whoa! I'm so glad you said that, Amin, because I think Chad is having the same thought as well as they close up on his face. The details of the fantasy 
lead you to believe there's only one way that you have all that detail available is if Chad is the one who's fantasizing and not necessarily just Alex. Yeah, Alex and Chad might be sharing a sex dream about her right now. Nice. Well, one man's dream is another man's nightmare. Ooh. I'm not kidding. Danielle's just in her underwear, and I wrote, wow, how is she not a bigger star? That's crass. It wasn't crass when I asked that about uh, Garcelle Bouvet or whatever her name is. Oh, well, because she actually had a career, and we could actually talk about And this that. woman was not on Miami Vice in Diagnosis Murder? Come on, man. Garcelle Bouvet was just, just like of one of the stars, or two star outside of Jamie Foxx on the Jamie Foxx show. I'm shocked she wasn't in a Joe Esterhaus project. Yeah, 100%. This woman? Yeah. It's right up our alley. His alley, too. <laughs> hey, that, that, that's how he gets where, As they're having the, having the... Whatever sex scene is happening, I wrote, is this where showgirls got the pool sex motion from? Yes. Oh. Absolutely. Has to be, right? And then uh, Elizabeth Berkeley put her own spin on it. Yeah, she, well, literally. hey And then I wrote, this is some sex du soleil stuff right here. Okay. No? You went one too far there. All right. Alex is kicking down all kinds of things as he's imagining this. Frank says that Chad has a lot of explaining to do as he gets back with the boat. Alex confronts Chad and Danielle. Chad tells him to chill out, and Alex is mocking him as he circles them. Now, a shot that just seems so weird because yeah. they can't shoot him at the same time, obviously. Before, before we get to that point, we have to acknowledge that they swim away, they get in a boat, and then they escape in the boat, bringing them right back to the secret highway. Where, meanwhile, Buff Lady in the shorts is in a helicopter. Which in a scene that's entirely too long, follows them back to their island where, they, where their compound is and flies over. Frank comes out and says, there's been a lot of strange looking aircraft. And I said, you fucking liar. There's been one helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I hate people like that. Like, like, it's so, yeah. It's like it's like the people like one one night, like you ended up in like the beach eating pizza. Right. And then and then you'll be with that person as they're talking to a stranger or something. They're like, yeah, we end up at the beach all the time eating pizza. It's like, <laughs> yeah, bitch, that was exactly. one night. What are you talking that's about? Exactly what I, that's yeah. exactly the type of person I'm talking about. The type of person I hate, where they just take one instance and turn it into a complete trend. Yes. <laughs> or even worse, oh, man, Zach be getting messed up and going to the beach eating pizza all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I um, hate those people so much. Uh, so right. anyway, so, so they're circling and... As he's trying to, like, calm his brother down, who's clearly drunk and, and, like, enraged, he says, Alex, cool down. Chill out, pal. Chill out, okay? Chill out. Chill out. Chill out. Chill out, Mr. California. Mr. Silk Underwear. <laughs> Just like, that's where your head went. <laughs> yeah. Well, then he threw one in, one more in there. He said, Mr. Perfection. Mr. Perfection, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. That's some real orphan type, like, yeah. that word. There. Danielle says and he's then, drunk and to stop, and then he and slaps then, the shit out of her. <laughs> my, note, my exact note is, holy shit, he slapped the shit out of her. <laughs> Chad and Alex are now fighting the stunt double back of the heads in this scene are fucking hilarious (laughs) just absolutely hilarious frank tries to break it up and gets punched (laughs) catching strays yeah so he fires a gun to stop them we're supposed to be fighting the zangs not each other (laughs) and you alex need him now more than ever frank loves saying zang that's the note and finally found it and in this exchange frank says you're drunk he says i'm drunk now tomorrow i'll be sober but he'll 
always be a faggot. <laughs> Brother, why? Because he looks like me? I'm going to change that. I'm going to fuck up his face. And I wrote prime example of lose a word, completely change the meaning. <laughs> and it's just directional. Imagine trying to fuck his face till he doesn't look like you anymore. <laughs> You eat enough dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Chad says he's out of there. He's going home. We're on an island on the other side of the fucking ocean. I'll swim. <laughs> I'll swim. I'll swim. I'll swim. He says it like three times. <laughs> he's running away. He's out of <laughs> the other part is <laughs> the next scene is just waves lapping up on a beach and Van Damme waking up, and I went, holy shit, did he act? Yeah, I thought <laughs> it was Chad, too. <laughs> I thought he swam to California. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll never doubt you again. <laughs> he just had one roundhouse kick and made his way back to the shore. <laughs> just created a wave with a roundhouse kick that carried him to California. <laughs> no, wait, that's just Alex. I guess he got drunk on the beach. <laughs> yeah, because there's an bo- empty bottle of whiskey in the water. It's on the other side of the compound. The henchmen are storming the beach. The helicopter's above. They fire gas canisters into the building. Chad wakes up on the other side of the beach and notices the same stuff happening. They capture Danielle. Bolo has Frank. Alex slow-mo knocks a guard out. Zhang is there and wants Zhang. to know where the twins are. The henchmen are searching for them. Chad knocks one out while wearing khakis. Alex takes out two guards and breaks a neck. Did the gas mask part happen already? Was Bolo in the gas mask? <laughs> <laughs> Zach, sometimes I wonder how you miss some of these noteworthy plot points. Bolo, they shot out gas canisters in this house to smoke these guys out. And obviously the bad guys all have gas masks on. Bolo looks at Frank and then takes his mask off just to prove the point that he wants Frank to make sure he knows who did this. Like, who else would it be? <laughs> like, he took the gas mask off and he just crossed his arms and just kind of like, that's right, motherfucker. <laughs> like, this, this dude will go to extreme lengths to show you that, like, he's not one to be trifled with. Man. This guard comes running out of the jungle, firing an assault rifle at Alex, who is wide out in the open. Well, you just should never be running while firing an automatic weapon. It's a terrible technique. <laughs> not a single bullet even comes close to him. <laughs> Alex then calmly takes the handgun from the dead guard and flexes as he squats down and shoots the gunman. Six to eight times. He hits him. Yes. He doesn't shoot six to eight times. He no. hits him. All of a sudden, he's John Wick. All of a sudden. Tor- all in the torso. And it's a cool shot. Like the flex and this crouch, and you know, he's like... Does he have a cigar in his mouth at this point? I can't remember. Yeah, probably. I think he has a cigar in his mouth the whole movie. I think he's either in his cheek or out of his mouth at all times. I just like imagining Jean-Claude on set. He's dressed up like Chad. Pastel shorts and bullshit. And then he walks to his trailer. There's just a pile of, like, black clothes and a cigar. <laughs> it's like, all right. Alex Gotta is go be Alex. <laughs> Chad takes out the guards, uh, two guards of the building. Chad and Alex have now captured a guard. They're trying to find out where Frank and Danielle were taken. Chad would much rather kick someone in the face than use a gun as a gun. Yes, 100%. Would like to kick a gun and fire it that way. Then one guard comes out of the door and he just throws the assault rifle at him, makes him catch it, <laughs> then he knocks him out. That's not how that works, is it? Like- That's not how that works at all. I promise you. <laughs> now they're on a, a big ship. Frank and Danielle are tied up. 
Uh, they're beating the shit out of Frank. Like he's really yeah. taking it, and he's making these facial movements that make him look like Mac from Mac and Me. Future Cinephobe, the alien. <laughs> yes. Zhang hits him with steam to torture him. That's kind of a badass thing. Yeah, it is. Chad and Alex show up to the ship. Alex uh, is, a, is dressed as a guard, and Chad is pretending to be captured to get on. The old Luke and Chewbacca trick. I mean, yeah. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. We, have we reached the point where Griffith is chastising Danielle, telling her, um, you don't know what side your bread is buttered on, you silly bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know what? He's got a point. They kill the two guards, throw them in the ocean. Frank gets more steam. And Maze, you know what Frank's doing in this scene? He's acting his ass off. Hey, he really, I really thought he was getting hit with steam. <laughs> He's doing it. He's doing it, Maybe man. he was. <laughs> Alex tore the metal ship's hull and are just wildly shooting guns like a ricochet's never occurred in there. The whole thing's yeah. metal. Yeah. The whole interior's metal. Child, it's not, uh, it's not uh, really tough metal. Nigel gets on the PA and is taunting them. They torture Frank and Frank yells, In the boiler room! <laughs> uh, Frank says, Don't fall for their tricks, and then Bolo shoots a gun. Make over the PA system makes it sound like Frank is dead and Chad yells out. No! I need that clip. Like, even beyond the, the podcast part, I need you to clip it and send me the video clip of the scene. Send it to me. <laughs> Chad kills two men and flips on the PA system, says, Griffith, you're dead. You're dead! <laughs> Turns out Frank's alive. Next time it's going to be real, though, guys. Shooting accuracy in this movie is like 8% at this point. The spur henchman, I love this scene. The spur henchman is getting involved. He attacks Alex in some oddly just all black room. It's got like a little bit of light. The lighting was incredible. It was so artistic. The great thing is he kicks him and then he goes twirling into the darkness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It twirls back into the darkness. (laughs) I did like that scene. (laughs) (laughs) Now they're dodging each other. Alex punches a hole through something. There's some daylight. Now he catches the spur man and knocks his ass out. Bolo and Chad are fighting with barrels. And I wrote more like Donkey Hong Kong. How high are those waists, by the way? Oh my god! Because they both take their shirts off, yeah. and like when you talk about no, 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 high no, 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 no. I mean, they don't take their shirts off. Bolo <laughs> rips his rips Chad's shirt to where then he just decides to take it off. And then Bolo's like, "Well, you're not gonna be the only one throwing, throwing those pecs around," so he takes his shirt off. With, and those pants are so high waisted, man. So high waisted. Oh I'm talking god. about like up to the up. To, you know, there was a. A uh, family guy cut away. It was like, high pants, quick talking detectives or whatever. What's the big deal here? Huh? And everyone's just nothing but pants up to their, like, chins. <laughs> he throws a barrel. Chad kicks it out of the air, and it hurts his leg because of fucking course it would. Physics. Bolo's trying to crush him on the ground with the barrel. Shirts get ripped off. Bolo takes his shirt off and flexes. And I wrote, are these two going to fuck? Because that's, the, that's where the sexual tension was. When he takes his shirt off and starts flexing. Hey, man, that's, that's Bolo, because he doesn't have anyone to, like, inflict harm on near him to, to show he means business. So he just got to, hey, I guess I got to put a lot. Sex. So let me get this straight. You guys are both saying that Chad has potential secret relationships with other characters in this movie. But no, no, different no, 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 characters. no, 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 no. I think tension. it's absurd to think that he was going to fuck his uncle. Whether he was his real uncle. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he and Bolo definitely fucked. You're not my uncle. <laughs> and so you can see, like, the possibilities just pop in his head as soon as like, you're not my uncle. All right. You're not my uncle. <laughs> Bolo charges uh, him with a barrel. 
Chad leapfrogs him, dodges the barrel toss backwards, sneaks behind Bolo and punches him in the face, and now is just roundhouse kicking him to death. Fucking beautiful slow motion. He kicks Bolo into a circuit breaker and electrocutes him, and then the barrels explode, and hole number two is gone. Everyone's dead. Nigel leaves Frank, and some random bad guy is now going to rape Danielle until Alex steps in and headbutts him. Very aggressive. Unnecessary. Why couldn't he just capture Danielle? Because, uh, like, you never know when you get a chance like this again. That's why. Oh, well, uh, yikes. It, you're asking me his motivation as a villain. I'm, that's not because. my... Jeez. The female Avenger drops down, squeezes her legs around Alex's neck. This fight scene, she has a knife. She slices his stomach. Then, as she goes, she grabs his dick. Yep, there it is. He uses it as a distraction to slap yep. her. And slaps the shit out of her, man. Slaps the shit out of her. That's the second woman he slaps in this movie, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he's got an issue. But now it made me think, like, had she grabbed Chad's dick, does she get as distracted? Well, the silk underwear definitely is a distraction. But we find out maybe the size isn't. Oh, yeah. Isn't no there, dump- right? Not, not enough dumplings. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she kind of looks at him there before he cold cocks her right in the face. Yo, she definitely gives a look like, oh, shit. What's going on? Man, damn dumplings and also she drops down onto him from above gets him between the thighs and he just spins around to look directly into her vag yes yes where else would you look chad stops nigel from shooting at alex uh then alex stabs the female avenger with her own knife or alex tells chad to take care of frank and danielle Alex starts chasing Nigel and Zhang. Zhang is booking it down those docks. Does Zhang not need the cane anymore? Now he's running like the same boat. <laughs> yeah, now he's just booking he's been, it. like hobbled with a cane the whole movie. All of a sudden, now he's just he's sprinting. Yeah, Alex says he's mine, chases him up one of those container-moving rigs. Chad and Danielle chase Nigel. Zhang keeps going up and up and up, and Alex is climbing, trying to head him off. Almost falls. There's drama. Chad is getting pushed to the edge of this little platform by Nigel in a container mover. He acts like there's molten lava behind him. And as he's running out of real estate, what do I do? Yeah, it's just fucking water. Why don't you just jump? Like, why was jumping in the water not a solution before? Wasn't that what he does? He does. does, But but at first, but but he he, like hides Danielle in like like, a crevice. crevice. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like backing up and he's looking to the left and right, like feverishly. How am I going to get out of this? Which also, I mean, he didn't do the math on making sure she was going to fit. Yeah, absolutely not. But which again, like when you see this slow moving object come towards you, you could have just told Danielle, "Come on, yeah. let's jump in the water in and the get water, the hell right. out of here," and swim to the side. Well, it's like that Austin Powers scene with the steamroller. Watch out! Move, move, move! Careful, Austin! Ah! Watch out! Right, exactly what it was. So then he jumps in the water. Zhang sprays Alex in the face with a fire extinguisher and kind of blinds him a little bit. And we find out his cane has a sword in it. That's exciting. Always got to have the sword cane. If I ever get a cane, it's going to have a sword in it for sure. Yeah, you have to. And then Nigel, for a billionaire businessman, he really knows how to do some hard labor. Moving that container around, which was surprising to me. We all have humble beginnings. That's true. Alex crushes Zhang's hand in some moving gears. Wait, hold on. But oh. why didn't why didn't Nigel jump either? 
Like Nigel fell for the same fucking yeah. Like what? Jump, Spoiler dude. What are, you, what are you doing? Zhang is trying to reason with Alex. Says that Griffith is too weak. He'll give Alex half of everything. To which Alex replies, "Everything? What about my father?" Those deathbed deals ever actually work? No. I'd love to see a movie where it does. Yeah, yeah. I'll take half. <laughs> He's like, "Wow, half? That's a lot. I can take yeah. it." Uh, Chad is now snuck into the machinery as Nigel's shooting into, into the water. Or yells, "Griffith!" And Nigel is out of bullets. He releases the container from above and crushes Nigel into a pancake. Yeah, why didn't he jump? I don't know. He knew what time it was. Alex asks again about his father. Zhang says it was Griffith. And then Zhang falls off some moving machinery into some boxes long below. He's dead. Why didn't um, he roll to the side? Great question. Alex and Chad hug. Chad brings Danielle to Alex and they embrace. Frank walks slowly towards them. Alex winks at Chad. Chad gives him the okay sign. Roll credits. And that but song, the song. Feel the impact. Jump back and get ready. Cause I'm gonna even the score. You thought I wouldn't be back for more. But I feel the fire burning in my soul. They kept me holding on to my goal. And I'm sure that. Fucking banger. That's a great song. Absolutely 100% a great song. I heard it and I usually I just cut off the credits, but this time I said, no, no, I'm listening to this. I've I've listened to the whole thing. I listened to the whole thing and that allowed me to have one more note. Okay. The font on these credits is massive. Huge. Have you ever seen credits with that with that big a font? No, it's like an old person with text messaging. You know, exactly. They, like, they can, yeah. If you're sitting on an airplane next to an old person and they pull out their iPhone, just take a look at how big that font is. Yeah. That's what the font was on, on this on the credits for this movie. Let's get to some trivia. Van Damme wanted to play twins to help change his image. He said, one of them is violent and the other is not, so the audience can see the contrast in my work. This picture has comedy, romance, a love story, so it is not all action and fighting. When I fight on screen, I blend dancing and fighting. Grace plus power is very nice. Very nice indeed. I don't know if there's a love story considering he slapped the shit out of her. The love story is between Frank and, and Chad. Or Chad and Bolo. More no, Chad and Frank. Ch- Chad and Frank. Van Damme said his real-life personality was closer to Chad than Alex. In real life, I'm not this cold, quiet guy who goes around kicking butt. Due to a strong friendship formed between the two actors on the set of Bloodsport, Jean-Claude Van Damme wanted no one but Bolo Young to play the lead villain in this movie. Absolutely. Damn right. And in 2010, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Bolo Young were given a martial art demonstration, and Van Damme said hopefully one day he and Bolo will put together a project, Double Impact 2, and maybe Young will play a friend and not an enemy. Oh, that's cool. It's going to be tough considering he got electrocuted to death. Did he? (laughs) In Double Impact? Yes! He got electrocuted. Oh, not to death. We don't know if he died. What do you guys think their friendship is like? Is it just working out and sparring? Just no shirts. No, no shirts no. and high waist. I think they play a lot of like Xbox. <laughs> These days. <laughs> In 2012, promoting The Expendables 2, Van Damme mentioned he would like to make another Double Impact movie with a more serious tone. During oh, the interview. <laughs> more serious. Yeah. During the interview, he also gave a rough idea of the plot. Two twins, one is coming back from Asia to Los Angeles 
to help his brother, who is a oh, con yeah. artist and pretending to be a big Hollywood producer, and he's in trouble with the mob. Wait, this is a completely different set of brothers? Like, yes, I don't know. Because I, I, at first I was like, that would be dope if like Alex gets to go to L.A. and visit Chad in his hometown. What if we had a redo of, of the movie Twins, but it's Van Damme and Bolo Young? Oh, I love that. I'm I'm here for that. A Double Impact 2 script has been written by Van Damme and Sheldon Ledich. Van Damme said hopefully somebody smart enough like an agent or producer can put that back together. I'm excited about it. So hopefully somebody's smart enough to fill in a hundred pages of their seven page outline. <laughs> <It's> also, <laughs> this Roundhouse. Film- <laughs> <laughs> this film contains multiple similarities to the Double Dragon video game series, including the concept of martial artist twin brothers and the archetypes of several lesser villains. I don't think that's fair necessarily. Nah. Other than martial artist twins, like it's a feel like that's so much of a stretch. Yeah, obviously no Tony Medley for this. Nineteen ninety one. The nominees for Golden Dumpster are Jean Claude, either once or twice. Bolo Young, The Splits, Zang, the sex scenes. That's the one thing I can remember from the yeah. first time I watched this movie. I'm going Bolo. Yeah, Bolo should be the winner unanimously. But yeah, you want to give people different different looks. If we're going like hyper specific. It's Bolo breaking his fellow henchman's <laughs> neck and then obliterating Jean-Claude's nuts. <laughs> uh, you win. That's it right there. <laughs> I mean, Fober file for Double Impact. Oh, absolute file, man. This movie was a delightful romp. There's something about like that era of action movie. It was dumb. <laughs> Oftentimes, it was inadvertently funny. Above all, entertaining. I could sit through the whole thing and never look at my watch, never look at my phone, never like want to get up. I want to watch the whole thing. A question I meant to ask you based on our text messages earlier last week, maybe. Did you think we were watching Double Team with, yeah, with well, Van Damme I, and I got comp- Yeah, before I saw it, I was like, wait, which, which Van Damme movie are we watching, Double Team or Double Impact? Maze, Fober File. I already locked it in earlier. It's a file. Oh, that's right. You did, yeah. What was the point that locked it in for you? Splits, baby. Yeah, the splits. <laughs> Real early like in the movie. Seven minutes in or something like that. I'm like, all right. Because <laughs> he has that commercial with the splits now. And obviously, it's roundhouse kicking and the splits are his thing. But it was nice to see the origin, the genesis of that. All those fantastic. Not a bad job of the plot. It's an action movie. And his acting isn't good. But right. as oh, you God said, no. everybody's trying. Everybody's acting their ass off. The yeah. phrase of cinephobe. Well, it's only, only when it's actually happening. I'm not necessarily admitting that that's always a good thing, but it is a thing. <laughs> and they did it. It's a file. Amin, what was the first note you had for this movie? Uh, they don't make action movies like this anymore. Why? That's exactly my sentiment. This is a big time file. There you go. What's funny is I was, I'm a lot like you. Like I remember the, the drunken sex scene. That's the thing I remember most from this movie is that whole sequence. You guys got a problem with pussy. <laughs> and I didn't really remember anything other than that. I'd flat out never seen the parents get killed before. I'd never seen that scene before. I've never, I've never watched the beginning of that movie. I've always yeah. caught that movie from like early on, basically. Yeah, early on, but I'd never seen that to where like I was wondering if I was watching the director's cut. And it's a pretty good setup. The opening scene. It's actually an excellent setup, other than Bolo Young, point blank, shotgun to the mom's face. The cheek scar. I don't know yeah. if we gave enough shout-outs oh, to the right. absurdity the of the yeah, cheek scar. He got shot in the face, and then he had like a almost a swastika-looking <laughs> cheek scar. And his, and his eye. His eye is yeah, like his no eye. Feet. This is one of the Van Damme classics. 
So oh. this is absolutely a, a, a sweep of the files. Oh, what a great movie. And it will be interesting with our next movie, which is Spencer Confidential on Netflix. Just came out. It's also an action movie. It's also an action comedy. And it will be a great follow-up to see how it stacks up with Double Impact. Starring Post Malone. Poots Malone. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Cinephobe. Make sure you listen to both episodes. Uh, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a review. And don't be a dick. Give us a five-star also, review. Also, you guys can tweet it out and, and share it on Instagram and all that stuff. And again, I don't want to hear the excuse, but I only have three followers. I don't care. If you tag us, we'll retweet and repost, yes. and then maybe more people will follow you. Absolutely. You I'm with I'm with the mean. So for me now, Hassan, Anthony Mays, I'm Zach Harper. Everyone stay the fuck home. And watch bad movies. And listen to Cinephones. You better watch.